Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are currently living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 68. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We will share our experiences through the podcast, the blog, and on social media, building a community that desires a much more open understanding of what grief is, how grief affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find all the links to do so over at journeytograteful.com. And if you like what you hear in the show, please, please share the episode or the podcast with someone that you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are currently on. Now, today's episode title may say a lot, or it may be a bit intriguing for you at best, but its underlying message here is simple. Men need to toss aside the perceived norms of how they think the world expects them to act in a crisis of grief and sorrow, and understand this experience will break them down to their lowest point. If there's a time in your life, guys, to begin focusing on what you need to survive your loss and not what you believe society expects you to need, or how to act, or in what way to navigate this all, now is the time. society as a whole has long been plagued with generations of approved expectations for an array of gender-based events in life. Growing up male, it wasn't quite cool to cry. You may not have been told straight out not to cry, but we've all heard the overused real men don't cry mantra. We also know many more. Act like a man or you're too soft. And dare you care about anything but sports, cars, big trucks, and hunting. Something must be wrong. Well, times have changed, and let me tell you, gentlemen, we are far, far behind on the feelings scale. Just being human, sensitive, and caring. You know what? We should be ashamed, because it's downright pitiful. With that being said, let me narrow it down to what I believe. Actually, that's wrong. It's what I know. You see, in grief, you will cry. And that's not a sign of weakness, but instead, it's a sign of love. And if you can't love, if you don't know how to love so greatly that you will shed a tear when someone passes, I seriously wonder if we can be friends. So the big question is this, how should we as men handle grief? Let me begin by suggesting you grab a pen and paper and start numbering 1 through 10. Step by step, this is what every guy out there should expect and do to handle grief. No. No, I'm, I'm wondering how many listeners may really be hanging on to my words at this particular point, actually grabbing a pen and paper and truly believing that I'm going to or I'm able to provide step-by-step instructions. Now, let me reveal the big truth here about grief. There are no instructions. There is no right way or wrong way. But there are experiences we can share that may give you an idea, maybe show you a glimpse of possibly what might come your way, what may happen or what may not happen. 
You see, I can offer a pretty solid suggestion. Understand that following it will pretty much guarantee pain and most likely cause tears. And here it is, guys. You need to feel. Open up and feel. Don't hide. Don't ignore your feelings, your pain, your sorrow. Don't push it aside over and over again. But instead, face it when you can. Embrace it when the time is right. And know it will hurt. Forever. Some days more than others, many times debilitating, occasionally oppressive, almost always present. And that's grief. For men, for women, children, co-workers, parents, professionals, for everyone. You might say grief is one of the only few things in life that is a true equalizer. No matter your station in life, your profession, your hobby, your perceived emotional strength or weight room proven strength, grief will strip you down and will fill you with the same raw state of being as everyone else. And it's called vulnerability. It's uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. It becomes every part of you, and it's not easy. So men, please listen well when I say you will need someone to talk to. Whether you are strong enough to seek professional insight or you're fortunate enough to access a group, a bereavement group perhaps, you need to talk. And right about now, I'm certain there are several listeners seriously contemplating that pause button, while others are simply wiggling in their chairs, not quite feeling comfortable or in control. And that's okay, because that's normal. And that is a sign of being human. We have all sorts of emotions in a normal day. Many of them rarely see the light of day. But let me tell you, when you lose someone, especially in a sudden manner, there's not much in your life that will help you prepare for how to handle it all. If you are mourning the loss of someone close or hugely influential in your life, the hole that remains from their absence won't just fade away. It's there today, and it will be looming there next week and next month and next year. The only way to move through this experience is to work through it, to talk through it, to cry through it, and sometimes break things through it all. Because this will be the one time where nothing will make sense and nothing you do will allow it to ever make sense. Gentlemen, what I'm telling you is this. There are no clear answers, no specific steps to take, or order of emotions or states of grief that you will clearly go through from step one to step two to step three and so on. At best, we can provide warnings, guide you with the help of what we've experienced, and make suggestions based on what has helped us. And again, I believe the very best advice when you find yourself on a path with grief is not to hide from it. Do not ignore it because the feelings, the loss, the confusion, and the sorrow, the overwhelming sadness, those won't magically go away. So men, I challenge you to approach grief unlike anything you've done in your life up till now. Approach it head on, with your eyes open, seeking guidance and asking questions along the way. Please don't put on a brave face. 
Don't say to yourself or others, hey, I'm fine, I'm good, it's all okay. Because you and I both know, most likely, it's not. And that's another detail in this challenge I present to you. Be honest. Be honest with others, but above all, be honest with yourself. And here's one last, likely the most difficult part of the challenge. Ask for help. Often. I know that's going to be tough. It's been tough for me, and it's, it's honestly, it's still tough. But think of it this way, gentlemen. You have people surrounding you who want to help. But honestly, they have absolutely no idea how to do so. They don't want to simply stop by with a meal or a box of cookies. They want to really help. They want to contribute. And they want to do so knowing that what they've done made a difference in whatever small way possible. So let them. Show them how. And let them be with you. For you and for them. Now, I'd like to pull back the curtain a bit more and discuss what I'm feeling this holiday season. You see, I find myself viewing other family interactions with a mix of fondness and jealousy. And I'm disappointed in myself because I find guilt in that last part. But I'm human, after all, and a human who has lost his very best friend. It's common to feel what I'm feeling, but there's something more important in all of this, I believe. To know I'm not the only one. To share with you as I sit in church awaiting a holiday program that I'm finding a lesson for us all right there. A lesson of forgiveness for the jealousy and sometimes anger I have. For the forgiveness, you see, that's for me to forgive myself. Because it's natural, it's, it's common to feel this way. To not look forward to moments such as this, to almost regret the idea of my requirement to attend a Christmas-themed gathering. But in the end, I'm always glad and I'm always thankful that I did. And after all, I am able to forgive myself because I understand no matter how many days pass by, I most likely will always feel a tinge of this jealousy and sorrow. Because after all, I'm missing something. I'm missing someone very important to me. Someone so important to others, especially our children. And that is where the holiday frustration and jealousy is rooted. Deep in the inability to understand why our special someone is gone so soon. And I cannot imagine, nor attempt to say I understand, what someone who has lost a child may be going through during the holidays. My heart and my support go out to them. So my friends, understand you are not alone. What you are feeling is natural and more common than you might believe. But you do need to find a way to express these moments and their feelings you may have when sitting in church, awaiting a concert, which for many will be joyous, and for you, anything but. And that's okay. And you will be okay. As long as you find a way to walk through these moments, walk through and with your sorrow and your grief, and find a way to allow music to make you smile again. And for the holidays, 
to suck a little less each year. So thank you once again for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I'm very thankful that you are here each and every week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I am glad to help if I possibly can. And in this holiday season, it might be more important than ever before. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community. There you can access our social media channels on Facebook and Instagram or request to become a guest on the podcast and share your experiences. Also, I invite you to connect with me directly if you'd like. Email me, tim at journeytograteful.com or simply give me a call, leave me a voicemail or simply text my number. It's 262-298-2428. That's 262 262- Two nine eight chat. And lastly, I ask if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show. It does go a long way to helping us reach more and more people who need this resource. And if you're so inclined and you have a moment, please leave a review about the podcast, telling others why you think they should listen. So to wrap up this episode, I found a quote, I believe it is spot on, and it's written by Tom Zuba. And he says, There are no quick, easy fixes to grief. No easy answers. Every expression of grief that wants to be felt and honored and given its space must be allowed in order to heal. This is certainly a good reminder for us all. No matter how long we have been dealing with our grief, we need to hear it again. Grief wants and needs to be felt, to have its own space, for us to find a way through it, to live our life with it. It's a sad realization, but the truth is we will always hold our grief. The question is, will it hold us? Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.